Recorded live from Stockton, California, this is Jammin' with the Best. Hey there, Corey. Hey, how we doing, boys? Good, how are you? I'm hanging in there, and uh, may I just say that intro music just makes me miss Crash all that much more, man. Where is he? <laughs> he just left. He said he can't yeah. join us. Yeah, he's okay. he's in and out. He's not in office much right now. And he has a new child. True. That's a factor. It should be. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair. It should be. So, dude, what's it been like for you these this past month or so? Yeah, man, it's been... It's been pretty weird. Okay. All things considered, my life really hasn't changed that much when I'm home because I'm normally just like hanging at my house, going to my girlfriend's house. Like really the only thing is that I play a lot less disc golf now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been super weird kind of really just figuring out what the next four months are going to look like. Yeah. Because when we were in Waco, it, it's funny. Like it, we were just like the last, I feel like people were on the road. It's like we're the last people for it really to sink in how serious the situation was true you know when we're on the road it's just like every day comes you're not really like paying attention to the news cycle and all that stuff so i was like thinking okay cool they might cancel it through gbo or whatever and then i'm back working gigs on the west coast and man the more that time goes by i don't know if we're like i would not be shocked if we just didn't have a season this year man yeah i've been saying Macbeth needs to have surgery right now actually you're 100 percent correct I was talking with the PDGA too. And, and even if we can, you know, Oh, maybe we just cancel the West coast swing and bring it back. They're not going to have worlds as the first event back. Uh, I would think that they would postpone worlds to like September, October, still try to make it happen because it is the premier event yeah. in disc golf. No offense to European open USDGC. Yes. It's worlds. Yeah, how late right. could they push that out to? I mean, could they push it to November or December? Well, remember it's if they're going to do, uh, Utah. <laughs> I don't think they're going to push it out that far. I mean, they're going to have snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think they're going to take um, take a page from whatever other sports do. True. I yeah. think that's if, there's a lot of truth to that. If NBA cancels, if MLB can, if if MLB cancels, that's when you know. Oh yeah. MLB's in a yeah, spot right now. They're not sure what the hell they're going to do. Mm-hmm. They're going to need a whole spring training before they go play again. Yeah, I, I was talking to the PDGA or or some folks from the PDGA, and they're like you said, they're kind of playing it by ear. And if, if the major sports totally shut down, that's probably what they'll do too. But their best, like their contingency plan that they'd like to see is if we can get this stuff wrapped up by like world's time, either a, you postpone Utah and like make that 2021 worlds. Mm-hmm. And then just like, you know, I don't know if you don't have a worlds this year or you have baby. like a California worlds, make it happen. I yeah. know. So that's what, that's what I, that's my pitch, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if we have to scrap the West coast wrap around at the end and do the West coast in like October, November, then yep. you have worlds in San Francisco. Thank you. It's all for a <laughs> circle here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meant to be. Yeah. I think it could work. I I've been thinking that for a while that, you know, hopefully obviously stuff is training in the right direction and we're, you know, sports have the all clear by, Mid late August, hopefully, still get boom fling in. Boom Side note, uh, still happen. Like you said, it'll happen if there's seven of us or two hundred. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's it's always hard to plan ahead in in this era. But That's what Crash told us he goes, it's going to happen no matter what to some degree. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there, there's some truth to that. It might just be some speakers at Anderson Valley, and <laughs> Anderson Valley's not even open. Yeah, exactly. But I would show up. Break in and throw frisbees. Do a podcast mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah, worlds in San Francisco would be interesting. It'd be hard to all of a sudden do an event like that, though. No, like, you're hundred percent right. For the players. That's kind of the kicker. Mm-hmm. Is it takes so long to fundraise with all this stuff? Like, it's it's like a rock and a hard place, right? Because you can't push it. You can't push it up. You can't like scoot it closer. If you, just as far as rescheduling and like, yeah. if your sponsors and then they put in all this money, maybe the sponsors next year aren't going to be in that same position. So what do mm-hmm. you do with all this commitment? And like, I give it up to the TDs, seriously, Jade and, and uh, Rob over there at Utah, like yep. all, Sean Jack in San Francisco, like they're having to jump through all these hoops and like pull this circus to keep everything together. I, I'm so glad in these times I'm not in charge of an event that big. Amen to that. And yeah. Yeah. No grip six, I think was the title sponsor of Utah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully yeah. they'll they'll still be down if it, you know, hypothetically does get pushed to 2021. I think that we could make it happen, though, in California with a couple months notice. You know, maybe mm-hmm. that's just unrealistic, but I, I think that it could it could happen. We would have the whole disc golf community behind us of trying to, like, let's do Worlds this year. I yes. bet you that a lot of, there'd be a, at least one major dealer, not dealer, but a manufacturer that would, commit a huge money amount mm-hmm. of money to oh, it yeah. if they had it someone like Discraft. yeah i'm I, i'll tell you right now i think the person the manufacturer you're talking about is prodigy yeah uh, okay yeah really? they well they got waco was like kind of cut in half jonesboro was their other big sponsorship for the year that got canceled mm. they're also trying to make a push towards sponsoring major events i know they've contacted san francisco open multiple times like every year they're like phone lines are open when you're ready to switch away from innova so mm-hmm. i think Discraft obviously has the bills, right? They have the money. They're flexing it all over everyone. But I think Prodigy is like a sneaky player when it comes to like snapping up a big event like that. Yeah, that'd that be a good sure. call. And they've got their new facility out of China now too. The Ace Great Line. Great baskets. Great yeah, baskets. Have baskets. you thrown? You guys have obviously thrown those Ace Line discs, right? Uh, some of them. We threw mm-hmm. the M Model OS. Mm-hmm. It's weird. The M Model OS and the M Model S. The S has more overstable flight numbers than the OS. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't know, man. They're like the exact same, but one's negative one three and one's zero three. It, those, they they, good, the, I feel like none of those discs feel particularly fantastic, but they all fly pretty good. Nice. The the putter feels good to me. Yeah. yeah. That's like, like a lot a of the prodigy guys. Yeah, Kale's putting with them. Luke Humphreys is putting with them, too. They like them. Didn't Seppo, I think didn't Seppo he switch to them? Yep, Seppo switched year. to them, too, for sure. Kay Jones still putting PA3s? PA3s all day. Yeah. It's like they're, they, there's so much like the Wizards used to putt with. It's, they're, oh, they're fair cool. enough. Really? Interesting. Right. Well, they're kind of are that overstable, beaded putter. You know what I mean? Not glidey? Not so glidey. I like, yeah. I like PA4s, man. Not for putting, but I've been throwing them a lot lately. They're super fun, like super flippy putters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with them. It's got I a good grip actually- for a, like a fan grip throw. Yeah. I like that. I don't mind that shape. It is kind of weird, like a blunt. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Like almost squared off. Yeah. It feel- yeah. <laughs> My buddy uh, turbo putts with bulldogs all the time, and it like oh, almost yeah. feels kind of like a bulldog. Yeah, a little bit. A bulldog. Yeah. That is back. a. I don't know if I've ever held a. Not bulldog. very. No, it's that blue one. We have one. <laughs> oh yeah. It's that I remember putter. It. All right. Yeah, that's a reference that, really. that not a lot of not a lot of people have put a bulldog in their hands yet. Actually, I think we sold that one yesterday, the day before. Oh, that we have no more bulldogs. Yeah, we need to. Get <laughs> your stock up, dude. 
Yeah, travesty. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. We talked a little bit about um, about this before we got on camera, but like, what's life like for you guys? I can imagine it being both ways, right? It can be like life is the same, or you're not in the office because I mean, most of your most of your stuff is online. Yeah, shipping. So yeah, so we closed down to walk-ins. Um, I don't know, like a half a week before. Uh, the announcement was made that California yeah. needed to shelter in place. And we'd been thinking about it for longer than that. We had, and we had seen fewer and fewer people. Yeah. But it still was like, it was just kind of a weird feeling when people were coming in and there yeah. was all this stuff going on and like, we really should be limiting contact with everybody. And, we just felt we needed to shut it down. And we've had crashes. Rayham and Mark been telling us since January, like this is going to get bad. Yeah. Yeah. He's really? been like early. Yeah. His, so his uh, wife is from South Korea. He lived there for eight years. He like had all the inside info about their yeah. events getting shut down already. And so he was like, it's coming this way. Yeah. He uh, knew. Yeah, he knew. Crazy. So we shut down the in-store, which isn't a huge portion of yeah. our revenue, but we're losing events, which is a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, our online ordering has been pretty darn steady. We've been on a nice little uptick since January and that hasn't really slowed. We've seen little like drops when big like, announcements are made. Like one day where it's like a dip. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost yeah. like the stock market in that sense, but not nearly as severe of a drop. Yeah. But you can tell when there's a little bit of like trepidation in the market, basically. Mm-hmm. We've seen that a little bit, but it's otherwise we've been we've been pretty good, and we're we're very fortunate that we're still able to work as far as getting a paycheck, and that we're still able to like come into work and to do this. Yeah. Um, our schedules have changed a little bit. We try to hit and shifts as much as we really can to have mm-hmm. Sam in here in the morning pulling orders. I'm in here, take pictures. Sometimes I'll just go home and load everything because I can do a lot of my work from home. Yeah. And then Aaron's packing and USPS picks up at three and we roll out. Yeah. I'll stay, of stay here and uh, edit some podcasts and stuff while I'm here. Yeah. So after everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That ain't bad. I mean, so from last time I was actually in your guys' shop was, I don't know, maybe almost even like a year ago. It might have been. uh, It looks like you guys have scaled up because Sam, I don't think you were there when I was actually in office last time. Yeah, I got so are you guys like a, a full squad of three right now? Is this happening? Yeah, yeah full time. Got here I in December, it. immediately started full time. And yep. basically, like he said, I pull orders. I get here around 6.30 or so and just start crunching. Because, I mean, when I first got here, even then, I didn't necessarily have to be here that early. But now I have to, to be able to get orders pulled and get everything packed by the time our USPS comes to pick up. So it, it's been cool to see. I've been able to kind of alleviate some of the the in-store stuff to let them kind of go crazy on the back end. Yeah. Same and answers. Uh, the phones. That's really nice. Yeah. I'm customer <laughs> service. Totally. Customer Before service. Before the phone would ring and you'd see either me or Danny like running to the back. So the other person not answered. Which is funny too. Cause we love talking to our customers, but it's like at a specific time, it's just like, no, I don't, I don't want to do this right now. Yeah. yeah Cause a lot of like half, of, I feel like half of our phone calls are people just bored and wanting to talk. There yeah. is a little bit of that. And so it's a little weird when they're, like just they're trying to have a conversation. You're like, all right, like, what do you need, man? Yeah. I got, I got things to do. And I absolutely have that background. I worked as a, as a banker and at Verizon, all doing customer service stuff. I was Perfect. on the phones, my last job in Florida, uh, working for a bank. And so okay. it's like, oh, it's just kind of natural. Pick up the phone. I have a hard time every now and then. I'll stumble over my words because I want to say, hey, thank you for calling SunTrust. This is Sam. <laughs> I don't yeah. work for them anymore. 
but yeah well shoot man talking about this is probably a lot uh a lot chiller of a day than talking about like finances and api reports and people get pissed about their money and i don't blame them yeah yeah that's one of the reasons why i didn't ever want to do personal tax back when i was doing bookkeeping Mm -hmm. i wanted to do all corporate side or all small businesses never really wanted to deal with people and their personal income yeah no 100 percent. i mean it's too personal (laughs) a little bit a little bit thing it's it's a weird dance trying to uh how do you call empathize when it's like just back to back to back people having issues yeah you know respect Someone's less interesting to to me it, it, yeah i like how to see how businesses spend their money and how they make their money and Absolutely. where it all goes that's always intrigued me it's it's almost like you can like working with that corporate side is like learning what to do with your money whereas working on personal finance is like learning what not to do <laughs> yeah there's <laughs> got that yeah you've got that that's thing. funny so Corey, what was your what was your plan for this season before everything that happened happened? What was what was different this year from last year? What'd you learn? Um, well, I definitely learned. How, so this is this would have been my third full year on tour, mm-hmm. like full time touring year. Um, the first year was doing Central Coast round coverage, predominantly full time. Last year, I was it was my first time kind of balancing a bunch of different gigs and that was like a whole different beast in itself like i had my youtube channel i worked for the pdga i did some round coverage actually with central coast um and then i also did a lot of like uh commercial work you know whether it was mm-hmm. with you guys or with prodigy or um i worked with uh, maddie oh i guess that's technically prodigy as well but um zuka just a bunch of other different corporate um ricky i did a project with um james conrad anyway nice trying to balance all these different things and be a professional driver and be like a professional (laughs) travel agent. You know what I mean? I'm like booking places everywhere I go. I've it's like five people's job in one. Mm -hmm. Um, So at the end of last year, I got a little bit, I don't know, you could say burnt out, whatever you want. Like I just basically I did all of my contractually obligated stuff and then was just like, wow, I can't do any more than that. Uh, So this year I was really going, I say was man, kind of sucks I'd say was but I was really going to focus on being as consistent as possible um last year I did a lot more of the post round interview stuff on my channel I was yeah. going to dial that back just because not that many people were watching I thought it was cool but you know you got to figure out what's what juice is worth the squeeze um, yeah, and I was going to that- focus a lot more on just the stand-up interviews like the stuff I've been doing a lot of this mm-hmm. uh the beginning of the season and then I was going to do a more a different type of gig with the PDGA to where we're going to do a lot more content like um, stand up produced pieces like Steve Hill goes around and talks uh, with a player throughout a course talking about like specific holes and how to play certain things so there was a lot of different content I was planning on doing but the idea of the tour itself was really just going to be a, a modified version of what I did already last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the things I was excited to see is what sort of different content that you were going to bring out this year. I know you had hinted at it. Yeah, um, that's so that's like the other the other half of it, right? Is like you got to figure out what works on a practical level traveling and staying at all these different places and then the new content. So I want really wanted to do a lot more like van tours and stuff to show off the player's personality. Like for instance, uh Double G is like a fantastic chef uh huh, specifically nice. on the barbecue so we're gonna do a series called chef boy rg um 
that would feature like it's like a cooking show themed around double g um we're also gonna do a uh, rock hunting with luke Humphreys. he's like a big into like going for like sick minerals and that sort of stuff so nice. i wanted to do That'd a lot cool. more i want to see that about that yeah get to know these players we don't mm-hmm. have that much in the, of that in disc golf yeah. it's one thing like paul comes off a completely different way than he is in real life yeah and oh, no, it would 100%. be awesome to see that stuff and i think like one of the people that comes to mind most difference between like on the course and at home is ricky wysocki yep like, that's what i thought you're he's such a all serious all business on the course but he's like the biggest freaking goofball big time of all time <laughs> Giant <on the> goofball. <laughs> So, so yeah, just being able to provide content like that. Um, I don't know if you saw the product, the video I made, it was called prodigies and it was like right around beater state fling. It was kind of like a day in the life, um, with the prodigy players, Seppo, Maddie and, and, uh, Kevin. Nice. I don't think I saw that. Yeah. It's definitely worth checking out. We had a few of those on the books, uh, that we were going to do, but with all this stuff, obviously, you know, who knows if that's going to happen, but, um, yeah, I don't one of the best things about being on tour in my situation is that I'm kind of like not tied to any one thing. So like at Waco, I shot for the live broadcast because one of their guys went down with the back injury. Mm -hmm. So it it really is cool that I can kind of fit in where I'm needed per se and not necessarily have to like so fully commit to one thing throughout the whole year. That's that's what I was, that's what I was taking from when you were saying earlier, like having to do all five of those jobs. It's nice to have all those skills. Yeah, no, you're 100% correct. And like, you know, the contacts that I've had through, you know, it's like a negative connotation, but like hustling to get housing everywhere I go, like it's, that's part of the grind, man. If you're touring and, you know, you're the OTB guys, the, uh, the the crew, Alex and, um, and Austin and all them, they're, they'll like learn that too. The further they go, like that's half the battle is figuring out where you're going to stay because none of us can really afford to like straight up get a hotel every single yeah. place we go. Um, so having those contacts across the country is like invaluable, like from beyond to just a disc golf thing. Like I have friends in Louisville now and this guy, like Eric Newkirk and the, the whole crew at Pooley Valley said like, anytime I'm by, like I can stay at their place. Like having, having those skills and having those connections is like just, it's invaluable. Yeah. Yeah, it's half networking and half like how do I lower my fixed costs? <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, I had, a small, I had a small treat of that in 2018. I went out for four and a half months, and I, I found that you know you just hit up. I would I would type in whatever city I was going to that city disc golf club and yeah, Facebook, yeah. hit up the admin, be like, hey, I'm rolling through. What's good? Like, I mm-hmm. even if I can just pitch a tent in the backyard, like I'm down for that. And it's yeah. amazing how the disc golf community comes together and just allows the tour life to really happen for some of those players. Yeah. It's and having the van really cuts down a lot on like how big of an ask it is because like a lot of times I don't even need during the summer months. It's a little different, but like, I don't need to have a bed or a bedroom or anything like just a home base with a shower pretty much. Yeah. Does it Um, get way too hot in the summer? Oh bro. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I believe it. Especially like in the Midwest when it's humid and. Oh yeah. Or like the Southeast dude, like going to, Georgia at the end yeah. of there, I guess probably a, a Nashville is like take that spot now, same deal. Um, or like Idlewild, it'll be like eighty five and like ninety five percent humidity yeah, at two in the morning. It's just yep. in St. Louis in Missouri, that was probably the most humid time that I had ever experienced. And I remember Lou Dog, we actually ended up staying at the <laughs> same place in a 
in St. Louis. And, uh-huh. and he was telling me, cause he had the van at the time uh-huh. uh, that yeah, he, all he needed was a driveway, like, yep. driveway, a hookup. And I'm good. I'm like, yeah, you're doing it right, man. Cause I, at the time when I went, I was like, it, it was going to be a one year stint. wasn't going to be something I did as a career. And so I didn't get that kind of converted van. Yeah. And driving around in like a Corolla or something, it gets tough. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Ezra, exactly. Ezra yeah. and a Prius. Yeah. Is that what he's driving in? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Cooking, that guy's a big amazing. boy for just a Prius sleeping yeah, in the dude, back. That dude is stacked. He's huge. Dude, he's <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've met him in real life. It's yeah, like, we have. Dude, we had him in the shop. Yeah, we had oh, a cool. podcast with him. He talked Very about cool. just eating basically beans and basically <laughs> just had, he had a burner or something. He'd run out of his car or converter. Oh God, dude. Yeah. He's a, cool he's a grinder, man. There's, there's a handful of them. There's this kid, Luke Sampson. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, is another one to keep your eye out for. He's like in that Ezra category of like, you know, high nine eighties, low nine nineties, but just like grinding every single day. Yeah. And that uh, he's out, he's like driving around in like a little Subi. I'm like, dude, it's like, he's, it's like a yes. full calendar year living out of a Subi. Just mm-hmm. grinding disc golf. That's such on another level. Than I think that's the group of people that I'm most sad for, like empathizing yes. the hardest for right now mm-hmm. is a lot of these breakout guys and girls. Yeah. yeah. Did even like Hoop. Hoop's pissed yeah. right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't Dude, he, he left? He left every, left his job, right? Everything. Um. Yeah. I think he can get the jobs back, though. Okay. Well, that's it, good, at least. It's he Lions. Was primed. It's Lions' girlfriend's dad. Oh, okay. the business. Yeah. That's business, concerning. So. But- um, Still, he was primed for like a great dude, season. He was playing so good. He finished what fifth at? Where did he finish fifth at? Waco. Waco. Waco yeah. yeah, he would have been on chase card. I don't know whatever position it was, but yeah. He he uh, definitely blew it. He said he had a chance, man. He said he, he should have he should have finished third, and I think he went like bogey bogey par to finish or something like that. Um, yeah, that somewhere sense. around there, he was shredding towards like sixteen, and then I think it was really just eighteen that got him. Is that what it was? Yeah. I think he double bogeyed 18 is what it was. Yeah. The last hole? Yeah. That's yeah. so brutal. Double if he went. It's, you got to birdie that one, but yeah. 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 17, 18, man. That's the way they move those pins on 18 is like they made it a par three and they made it half a stroke. Yep. It's like, yeah. yeah. Brutal. I love it. Elite. I thought it was like way more fun to watch this year. Uh, I, well, I don't like watching like everything being a birdie. I don't know what it is no, about no, I, it. I totally agree with you. I think that A, that with the headwind this year, made it almost impossible for anybody to go with run it. I don't know if you saw Colton Montgomery that final round. He's yeah, like yeah. the only him and Drew Gibson are like the only two people that parked it, and Drew t- ended up taking a freaking five. I know. I know. We were watching all of it live. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, that that whole with the headwind and where the pin was made that too like so silly to even run. Like the fact that that Colton threw that. He didn't know the scores, granted, but it was just right, such right. A that, that blows my mind. Stones. Yeah, kid I feel like stones. he had to have known he was at least in some kind of position, and to still not look at the scores is like, wow. All right, that's like, a game. Just like that's your mental plan. Then keep keep with it. <laughs> Respect. Yeah. Well, hey, you got the two. It's like hard to argue. Yeah, exactly. it's so easy to blow things that way. Yeah, I guess you're just worried that more than chasing the win, more than chasing the win. Like, say he's up two strokes there. Oh yeah, goes for it. That would be the never makes it, and then like. That's why I I always yeah. look. I have to look. I usually know what it is, but if I don't, I want to look. Yeah. If I have a yeah, chance. But then 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 do you like lay it up and do you really you're really like, yeah, I'm gonna be tied with Macbeth and he has a hold of birdie to beat me. Like you have No, in that situation, no. you, in still that situation you still go for it. But, but I'm to know, you're right. Just to not know at all. Yeah. Hypothetically, if he was up by two, he wouldn't he should not have gone for it. But per his game plan, he would have if he didn't mm-hmm. know the score from what it sounds like. 
Yeah, yeah, that he was, was full commit on that. Yeah, that's and probably one of the more did. polarizing things in disc golf is do you want to know the, the score or not? Yeah, yeah, I feel like the don't. vast majority, or I wouldn't say the vast majority, the majority of people that I'm running around with in circles do pay attention to the score. Yeah, same. Um, especially, especially later in the rounds, like or maybe not first round. You know what I mean? They're not super concerned. Yeah. Like halfway through the second and on, they're like very in the know yeah. with what the score you got. I mean, if you're if you're eight strokes back with two rounds of play, you need to like step on the gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You can't like just play certain holes conservatively anymore. Dude, those two shots that he threw on uh, Colton threw on a uh, hole one, two, three, thirteen and fifteen, actually in sixteen too, in that on the final Eagles? round. The Eagles, dude. And then the, yeah. on hole 16, he almost eagled. He put it like 50 feet. Those yeah. are some of the – like, I specifically had to go back and watch the coverage. I don't even barely watch round coverage anymore. Right. When I heard what he did, I had to, like, go back, cut through all, everything, and just watch <laughs> throws, dude. It's so sick. He has such a unique throw, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I don't know how, like, what it is about the throw that it's weird, but – Like, he's one of those guys that at no point, like, visually – He's it's kind of like Joel Freeman. Like I never assume he's gonna be like fantastic results when you're just watching it. But then you're like, holy crap, this dude balls, man! Like, yeah. You, you there's other people that you watch, like Anthony Barella, and it's just like, oh, he's he looks like he's gonna shoot 18 down every yeah. single mm-hmm. time, just like fit, like athletically. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Joel's wild. a stud. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be so many good golfers. Yeah. The next five years. I want to see like a distance competition in 10 years, but I want to see it right now. Yeah. (laughs) I want to see, I want to see all the kids like, like uh, Isaiah Esquivel out of like Kansas kids like that, that are like those super freak 16 year olds. Like, yeah, I'm so eagles. Yes. The the modern day Eagles. Yeah, There's going to be more Eagles in five years. than There's going to be better Eagles in five years. Yeah. Eagles 21. He's washed up, man. (laughs) Past his prime. It's just just such a young, a young sport still like true. every generation mm-hmm. is going to have like a bigger batch of really good young kids there's so much more awareness now too yeah awareness for sure. and more reasonable ability to go on tour and more of a, yeah. like hey mom can i do this and yeah incentive like, eh, to be fine. great the money exactly. pool is making the talent pool yeah, bigger it's mm-hmm. always what happens and it's fun uh, i don't know yeah, if you guys have played is, yeah <laughs> we're still <laughs> so far Very we're really far away from things that's what i mean we're like, like pre-babe ruth eras i feel like yeah it's I, I truly do too. Like uh, I watch esports a lot, like League of Legends, professional League of Legends. I kind of pay attention, which actually is like the only professional sport going on right now. Yeah, so it's been fantastic. Yeah, just no but, arenas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're all like in their apartments playing. It's like well, that's handy. But uh, comparing our scene to that, it seriously is. It's like 15 years ago in esports and video game, professional video game. That's like where disc golf is now. Yeah, it really is like that crazy far behind you know what i mean where like people are still like back in the day they're like still doing tournaments and streaming it from the basement of a house like that's what we do mm-hmm. <laughs> our broadcast yeah. is in some dude's apartment like it's in some dude's van yeah yes right. <laughs> usdgc specifically but right. uh but yeah it's it's the money is going up and guys like austin hoop are getting a chance to do it but like until we get prize purses that are like, you know, I, I'm at Memorial and, and a retiree is like, oh, what are you guys doing? Oh, disc golf. Hmm, what's the winner get? And it's like $3,200. Yeah. Right. They, that's so unimpressive. Like mm-hmm. the best player in the world playing one of the top 25 tournaments in the country. 
and it's like you have to get three grand and like a, a grand canyon helicopter tour man. I feel like the last guy getting paid should get three grand yeah i know i know but but you know like in golf if you finish dead last you get paid but the buy-ins will have to be more than that i would i would think like I would I know say, sponsorships can push a lot of money but the buy-ins are gonna have to be more in you know some of it but the, in it, order but to get to that big pool it has to be has to be largely advertising yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and broadcasting rights, you know, yes. and again, that's just more advertising, but different partnerships. Dude, well, that's that's a divisive issue in disc golf. I, uh, yeah, I don't. It, it's not too divisive to me. It seems pretty pretty cut and forward that like, you know, I'll come on and say it. The people in the media are, you know, there's probably like ten people touring disc golf that are like making it work great. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like doing well, and then the media is the other chunk that's actually monetizing the sport. So like, mm-hmm. I. I think the fact that the media gets paid and the tournament directors can't get paid or don't yeah. get paid is like yeah. unbelievable. You know I mean? think everybody would be okay with a tournament gr- director getting paid 10 grand if they bring in a hundred grand. I, I'm, I, that's what I said. I say like, whatever, like whatever the number is, if it's 10, 15% of the purse goes to the TD that incentivizes them to raise more money. For exactly. It does. And to put on just a better event for people to come to. Mm-hmm. I I really okay. So it's a rule against it or it's no? The free market. No, or there's, is it just there's a stigma? absolutely not. Is it just I, a stigma in the sport? There's st- definitely. I think the there's stigma. a huge stigma in the sport. Yeah, of but it should be you know it, the love of the sport over everything. But that it's getting to a point to where if we're going to have it be at a professional level and get to that yeah. next stage, I mean, there's a stigma of TDs that take a thousand out of three thousand, but I don't think that there would be a stigma of somebody taking you know, 10,000 out of a hundred thousand. I don't think that would be a problem at all. And I don't know if people need to like see some, someone else doing it first or if, let you Cash know. do it first. Yeah, yeah. do it. Like, he would. He do it. He's gonna give a fuck. It really is tricky though, because like one of the things you were saying, Sam, about like the disc golf community making the tour life go round is like one one of those one of the reasons that works is because we're not making a ton of money. You know what I mean? And so like yeah. if, if the world, if, if our scene shifted more towards like, we're all making like very comfortable livings, I think we would see a slight downshift in like how community yeah, focused it all is. You know what I mean? There'd be, there'd be there a would separation be. between the big professionals and the community at large yeah. for this golf. It's true, but I mean, I greater that's good. Still good for the sport. It, it, I'm just exactly. devil's advocating. Yeah, no, it, you, I, you will lose some you. of that. I think. I, I feel like Paul Macbeth would have a hard time going to someone's house, though. Dude, I. You know, I think a lot of people would invite him in with open arms, though. People I think a lot of. Would. I don't I think, think he would. So, dude, but I would invite LeBron James in my house. Exactly. Open arms, he so would. I don't really give that, a damn. That's my so point, Paul's not going to anyone's house. And, no, I know that. Yeah. But the same, on that same note, like the first year and a half that I was like touring and traveling heavily, like I was staying at anybody who would put me up. If they're, they're like mm-hmm. the TDs, we've got a dude who's going to put you up. It's in a six by six room. There's three of yep. you. You got one air mattress. Just do it. Like Sweet. I, I did that for sure. <laughs> but like, I don't think I'm down for that anymore. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. a lot of the times I have to yeah. work. So like if I have to work, I need a workspace. You yep. know what I mean? I, I can't like be sitting on Jared's couch and he's got like two roommates in there playing COD. And I'm just like, uh, I'm trying to like, you know, edit a piece together. Yeah, you know, it's so a lot that of part of it is a little, like 
I, I almost wish we could be past that because I, I love the community, but it is, it's a little much when, you know, everybody's trying to have conversations and you're trying to work. That's why you just build your van to be dope as hell. Well, yeah. And it goes hand in hand with the comforts that you can afford. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'll be a transition. There's, there's going to be a transition of, you know, those top tier people's like Paul Macbeth, like you said, isn't going to be staying at anyone's house. There's going to be more (laughs) and more people fitting that segment. And then there's still going to be people who are like, yo, I need a place to stay. And then, those people will be less and less and less until those, mm-hmm. you know, last cash guys are getting three grand. You're a trailblazer, Corey. Yeah, it's true. That's, yeah. that's yeah, 100% absolutely. true. Yeah. No, no question. Um, you know who does it probably the best who manages the work life van situation the best is like Alyssa and Nate Perkins. Yeah, yeah they're good. They, I hear they do it right. Their van is so dialed for like Alyssa's work, like computer-based workflow. She's got like a wall-mounted monitor and, all this crazy shit to like really dial in that that experience the having a workplace in your van um but it dude it just gets so hot during this like it's so hot like i can't (laughs) like emphasize that dude it gets so hot out. i wonder if like we'd be used to a little bit more here in the valley dude it's you can't get used to the wet heat bro if you're not that's true the wet heat is so different that humidity is no joke. Dude, I was talking to Alex in Austin. I, I think it was mostly Alex, but he said he's never felt humidity before. He's like, Yeah, <laughs> only <laughs> ever been in Sacramento and like that's it. I'm like, yeah. Oh, you're in trouble once we get to like Idlewild. Oh god. Dude, yeah, I sweaty yeah, palm was tough. Yeah, that's just crazy. I lived in Florida the last couple of years and yep. whereabouts in Florida I'm, in like the central central Florida, like Orlando area. Gotcha. That's like the pan. That's like called the Panhandle or something, right? Or no? Uh, not. I don't think the Panhandle is up towards like Tallahassee. That's North Florida, I think. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't know. Central Florida. That's like Lightning Alley, though. Gorgeous time of year in the summer. Just lightning storms everywhere. I had the treat of. Uh, I, I befriended uh, Greg Hosfeld. I don't know if you know him. I've heard the name, but I don't know. Yeah. He's a, a an amazing course designer, and he designed oh. a bunch of courses in Florida, and got to kind of pick his brain a bunch, but. Yeah, Florida's a cool little disc golf scene. I enjoyed it a lot. Dude, I, when we went out to Jacksonville for uh, DGPT Championship, like, whenever, I think 2018, mm-hmm. it was awesome, dude. I mean, I, I, I wasn't in love with, like, the course necessarily. It was, like, flat and open, but the community was awesome. Like, they were so gung-ho on disc golf. It was yes. super cool. Yeah. There's a lot of great communities around, around the country. I'm sure you've seen more of them than most. Yeah. It's crazy. Like that, that's one thing I always come back to when I like here in San Francisco is like, I love our club so much. Like it's my favorite club, obviously just like your guys club is your guys favorite club. But I don't like like, you guys. It is is crazy how many awesome clubs there are around the country mm-hmm. like every everyone's got its own little different shape and scene and like i might like the weather better in one of them and i might like the course better at a different one but like no matter where you go like people are just about it man it's There's really the same passion yeah everywhere yeah. we all love this stupid sport what's <laughs> the most windjammer like club outside of california um my first so initial instinct goes to something in the northeast because when i think windjammer i think boozy and yeah. so <laughs> right the northeast is a like i couldn't give you an exact club but the northeast in general um the rowdiest disc golf scene i've ever seen was toboggan out there in michigan 
uh, <laughs> for the nice. Devo, like the rowdiest fans in the, in a good way though. Not like they're like yeah, taking yeah. people out, but they're just like yeah. giving it up for everything. They're into it. Into it. Um, what club has, or the wet area has the most likely members to go to boom fling? You know what? Actually, I've got a good answer for you. BC. British Columbia. Columbia. All right. Dude, I went up there for the BC Open. It was a camping tournament. I wasn't doing next day round coverage. So like I was able to camp and film film all day. And and (laughs) I wasn't gonna say it. Yeah, yes. (laughs) Um and uh and it was so great, dude. By the end of it, Eric Vachon, this like French Canadian, he's like, Corey, you are a BC boy. So fun, man. So the BC people are are it's a great, super fun, like. Yeah, good crew. We'll sure. have to they, plan they a trip. A up there. They've they've got a place called Pender Island, which they've it's called the Pender Bender, and nice, yeah. everything they describe it as is a beer tier, unsanctioned. It's like a shorter technical course, and everybody's just yeah, yeah. it's boot playing, but up north. Yeah, when Aaron awesome. asked the question, how I heard it is, what club parties the most? Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, more or less really, is what I was yeah, getting at. What one has like the most cult like image? Oh, cult like. Right. Yeah. I don't um, think we're going to answer this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I, so I, I'm going to take that as the most fervent, fervent passion for their area. Like, yeah, that's they're all about I mean. their thing. Um, I think it might be Idlewild. Okay. I, right. the, yeah. the folks out in Idlewild, I guess it's technically probably like the Cincinnati, um, like Cincinnati area, because Idlewild's like You're a so mile right. south of the Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, do they love their course like and it's it's almost it, what's so cool about it is it's like no frills you know what i mean like their art is is just so basic like their caddy book it hasn't been updated since like 03 and their course <laughs> hasn't either and that's how they want it you know what i mean like nice it's yeah. it's all janky they're like this is what it is though <laughs> right on i can dig Dude, it, it i kind of like a little de la s i kind of think like courses are cool when they don't change though yeah, like, do you think about like Augusta? Dude, I could like, just hear you arguing with you in my head right now, though. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> with cut yeah. the tree. I feel like some courses need to change, and then, but like if you have a badass course, yeah, like like Beaver State, like it'd be I so know. like part of the cool thing about golf is when you go to visit a golf course that's famous. It's mm-hmm. like you're playing the same course Tiger Woods played but, in '98, basically. The courses they do like change the the cut position on the green. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, um, which is bigger than it would seem like relative sure. to disc golf mm-hmm. is like and they'll move the tees back too and they'll move the tees back yep and they move the tees and, the, and the rough gets changed a little bit exactly so For like sure, the, we can the, still play the general which, which is why i think that i like MV, the way the mvp does it or uh Maple yeah. hill does it yeah because every year they do have a couple changes mm-hmm. um, but the heart of the course is still the same right it's like such a beautiful property maple oh, is a lot like uh augusta in that sense mm-hmm. i think that might be like that winthrop and then we're like homer pick but de la like for some reason winthrop seems to me like the u.s open because of the how hard it is and the, the weird OBs, OBs like and fast stuff. screens yeah but I, the u.s open the with the u.s open does rotate though yes it does rotate which so. isn't <laughs> inherently like as much of a um usdgc trait but I no so it's like true. worlds in that sense yeah, yeah, but but I, I the comparison I feel you though, just like the OB. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We've 100% had percent correct. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They just did the U.S. Open. The, one of the first years I moved, dude. This is wow. That's like a time warp. They just did slash one of the first years I moved up here ten years ago. 
they did the U.S. <laughs> Open up here in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was crazy. That was the they were gonna have another one this year, like the Player Championship at Harding Park, which is like three miles from my house. And I was so hyped to like have that in my area, and obviously no go on that anymore. Yeah, it's so weird, dude. It's still hard to wrap my head around. And then other times it's like, yeah, this is this is how it's been for a while now because yeah, so much is changing all the time. That three weeks ago feels like three months ago. Yeah, I feel like dude. everyone's so adjusted now. Yeah, I, it's so weird. Like it feels like I've been home for a long time on quarantine mm-hmm. yeah i don't think i got, i think i got back like march 18th or something it's been like legit two weeks yeah and it feels like i've been home for like it's like the whole off season over again mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's felt so long it's trippy well, it's and, surreal and also it doesn't help that we don't really have an end in sight that's concrete. That exactly was what i was gonna like go towards next like what what's your guys um not to detract from the disc golf stuff but what's your guys like store if you go shopping are you like waiting in line six feet away from me from people for like 20 minutes to even get oh, into no. the stores yet? Depends no. on the stores. Depends. Costco, yeah. yeah. Okay. Costco, like it, it was only Trader yeah. Joe's down here for a while, but now I just went to Safeway earlier and it was like kind of sucky. Like if that's how it's gonna be for getting all my food delivered. Months, like, ugh. Dude, and it's a weird mentality. I was driving on the highway the other day and like there wasn't much traffic, and I'm driving along and someone kind of pulls, I'm going like call it 73 someone's going 75 they get two feet in front of me and start going 72 and i'm just like what the fuck man social distancing <laughs> so i moved to the other lane i'm like i mean it doesn't really matter but just the mentality of it's yeah. funny dude it's like grand theft auto out there right now yeah it's yeah. people driving fast yeah they are like i usually set my my cruise control to 80 and just i feel like that's taking it easy and just going home. it is on i5 it's very much taking it yeah easy. and i'm yeah. dude people yeah. flying up like way more <laughs> yeah. than they ever have before and there's less people and so maybe that's True. it where the people that are going to drive fast no matter what there's less people yeah, so dude, just, like, just like boom yeah just <laughs> yeah it's the autobahn now i'm down yeah. i would dude i think i would be real happy right now if i was like 17 years old oh my because God. i'd be driving fast as hell I wouldn't have to be worried about work. School's let out early. Like yeah. I'd be living the dream. Straight TikTok's the thing, and I'd be, <laughs> I'd be swiping. TikTok's fun as hell. It really TikTok is. is fun. Dude, Get video, on TikTok, Johnny. The video editing on that is Call super Johnny easy. It's fun. You'd actually it's easy. It, it's so content good. making so easy. They make it's it so easy. You would be able to kill yeah. it on there for that reason because mm-hmm. more than it's, anything else, like I looked down on it for a little bit for sure. Like same. not afraid to admit it. Mm-hmm. That it just, I'm like, that's a bunch of preteens. Dude, the, like, average, the average age has gone from like 14 to like 25 in like three months. Yeah. Really? Especially yeah. recently. Especially mm-hmm. recently with the quarantine. Yeah. yeah. Espe- yeah the age especially. is trending up. Like, and it's huge. It's There's just, great content it's on It's just there. the next thing. It's going, it's going to be the next thing. It's the like, now it thing. It's not even the next yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's the now. Current. Yeah, but it's, right. it's early. Yeah. It's still it's like early. early as in like we're having this discussion. Yeah, we're not having this but, discussion. But a lot of these apps, a lot of these yeah. apps that have huge power like this, don't last for years. Sure, they last for months. And then somebody buys them up. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's oh, kind of they got bought up. They got there musically. Yeah. Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. that was like when I was working in in elementary schools. That's what like all the cool sure. third graders were on music <laughs> like yeah. five years ago or something <laughs> like that. So it it was really funny to like watch that turn into the cool thing for everyone like yeah legit everyone Dude, ch- yeah check out like making a video on there yeah it's, so wait, are you I think so then are you sh- you're shooting it on your phone then right because yep, you're yep. not like yeah yeah okay you do both though yeah as long it's as it's always been it. the struggle for me like it's way more hard than it should be to get a video from my computer onto instagram 
Right. For sure. I agree with that 100%. It's ridiculous, yeah. dude. I'm like, I have to put it on Google Drive and then like you do link share it? down it. You got to make it one to one. and. Well, actually, thank God I don't have to do that. If you if you upload the 16 by 9, there's a little arrow in the bottom. Yeah. Press you can that, like, press it. it. Yeah. I mean, it works. I'll just do TikTok that. TikTok would be worse, though, because it's actually like portrait, right? It's portrait mode. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's great because that's you want to consume your phone looking like this. No, I know you're right. You're and phones right. phones are good enough now to where the cameras on there are sufficient for what yeah. you would do for oh, TikTok time. anyway. For mm-hmm. sure, dude. Speaking of like silly content that I'm creating, I'm a. If you got so, have you been getting your disc golf urge? Like, have you been playing games? Oh you playing disc golf valley? I haven't. Oh, I've seen people play it all the time, yeah. though. I played it. I played it for like a month, and I had to get rid of it. It was. It got frustrating. What's his face up in uh, Santa Rosa plays it a lot. Um, our crew, our little San Francisco crew, has been playing it quite a bit. It's yeah. it's fun. Dude. It's a really good game. I hated the ground play and the putting. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> I just yeah, like the ground play is insane, anymore. especially the wind. Yeah, you just slide like forever. Oh, Corey, listen to this. NBA Two K Twenty. And, the, when, and as you're a my player, there's a thing called the neighborhood, and it's where you can go play pickup games and stuff. Oh, okay. and, if, right. and it's like a little like neighborhood where there's different yeah. stores and stuff to go into. Well, if you walk down the back alleys, there's nine holes of disc golf you could play. Dude, I heard about that. Have you played yeah. it? Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> Everything's a part two, and the throwing is a little off. Okay, okay. But it's it's cool. It's it's just awesome. Like, what the hell is there a disc golf? Yeah, yeah and I, I saw it like around. Our, like, Reddit disc golf. I feel like it was yeah was going around for a while. That's um, wild. There's uh the one I want to try is like the PS3 like Connect thing. Like this yeah, yeah. really that's the best I've ever played. Is it good? Really fun. I, I, it I is. thought it was really good. Yeah. Although it's funny to be like, man, I think I'm better at this in real life than I am in a video game. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I, feel. It's like, Dude, imagine I, I unlocked a I unlocked a 14 speed ballista in that disc yeah. golf valley, and I'm like, yeah, this is how far I throw 550. Yeah, no big, just park this part four. Oh. <laughs> I, I am seriously, I think I'm gonna make an in the bag for my disc golf valley account. And Dude, that would be. You really, should make a really Twitch. Cool. I would watch that. That'd be fun. Yeah, you make a Twitch for your phone for a phone game. I don't know. You have Can to you? be able to. I don't know. I. Like Fortnite, um, you can play that from a phone. I'm sure there's people who have done that. Are the, are I, the guys? I bet you, regardless, what? I could plug my phone into my. Computer oh yeah, you have the thing. You to, have the, yeah, yeah. the image capture, right? Yep. Yeah, I bet you I could figure out a way to do it. But I was using his camera, dude. People would watch. Yeah, I know, that's sure. What I'm I want to. I want to get like uh, do like the official doubles challenge, like what Simon did with Eagle or something. Like I don't know. Can that was good. Doubles was on there? Video. Huh? No, I mean, or I guess, shoot, I shouldn't say doubles challenge, but like one like on heads up. One on one. Or whatever. Yeah. That'd yeah, we sick. needed a, like a disc golf valley, like big social media tournament. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Cause I know they have tournaments in there, but I feel like you don't get the same sense of community. No, no, not at all. Yeah. It's better when you do like the play- PVP, like join up a little mm-hmm. lobby and stuff. But mm. yeah, man. So that that's that's what i've been thinking about like this past you mentioned like what what it's been like for me uh, mm-hmm. since i've been home and one of the big things i've been trying to figure out is what does my job look like now because right. the way i mean on top of a being at the events and interviewing people and like having stuff to talk about i was working with the pdga and that was the big chunk of my income throughout the year right like that was you know the the thing i could base everything else off you know i I know i have that coming in so without those events i like am not exactly sure 
what I'm going to be doing. Um, mm-hmm. Start a podcast. For sure. And I, that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking, but it doesn't help him monetize immediately. Exactly. Um, True. And so, and, and like, it, there's not a ton of content that I can even do on my channel that would help monetize immediately. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I don't know. Like w- one thing I was thinking about doing is taking all those um, post round interviews I did last year to my channel and like refreshing them one year, like one season later, like coming on and introing like, Oh, um, we're going to talk about Kevin Jones's record setting round at blue Lake um, from Portland open and give a little context about the tournament and all that stuff. And then just play that interview again. Like I'm 50, 50 on even like, I think it would I'll be cool to go back. It. I think it'd be cool to go back and look at that. Yeah. And I could even have, have the player on and do like a little thing around that. But I'm, I've just been trying to think of ways that I can keep making content that isn't so tournament specific. You know what I mean? Cause that's like the big challenge for us on the, on the uh, media side. Mm-hmm. I think it would be great to see you do like almost like what we're doing now and do this in the zoom and just be interviewing because you have that relationship yep. with the players and you're a good interviewer. Like you ask good questions. Yeah. So I think it's, it's content that people would still want. And even right now, like you can see a little bit of it, if you go to like a James Conrad and his Instagram or mm-hmm. Facebook or whatever, and he's probably an awful choice because he doesn't post a bunch. Yeah, the worst. The All worst. the more reason why <laughs> it's it's nice yes. to be able to to see his his insight into all this yeah. versus some of the you know Ricks that you're seeing a ton of videos you know and Simon and all those, but sort of getting a different angle too because I don't know that they're often prompted to to give kind of that mental insight and what what's going on. Mm-hmm. They just want to entertain and you know, do a 10 foot challenge, which is fun as hell. But I think still being able to bring that content and drop it on your YouTube and then just, you know, develop, seeing what you can do potentially for the manufacturers, even retailers like us, as far as, you know, new, new videos, uh, stuff like that. Like we're, we're certainly still down. Yeah. No, that, Oh, go ahead, Sam. I was just going to say as a consumer, I, I really enjoyed seeing like the, the players mindsets that you offered in your interviews. And so seeing their mindsets now, I'm sure there's, there's plenty of people kind of wondering, Oh, you know, what's Kevin Jones thinking right now? What is he doing right now? Cause yeah, he doing? doesn't post those 10 foot challenges. Mm-hmm. He's kind of probably doing his own thing, but there's a lot of players out there who would be willing to share. I'm sure their insights and their, their kind of emotional states. Yeah, no, you're 100% correct, 100% correct. So getting, you know, I'll be the first to admit it. Like when I'm in San Francisco, it's a freaking vortex of inactivity. Like I'm just, yeah. I end up going a little bit less now, but I'll end up going to the disc golf course, coming here, playing a little League of Legends, watching a YouTube video, going to my girlfriend's yeah. house, hanging out, blah, blah, blah. The days stack up. So it's like, it's about breaking that routine. That's one of the things I love about being on the road is it yeah. takes away like all excuses all complacency and excuses to like not do work you know what i mean yeah so i find myself way more productive on the road than i am here at home um yeah no i I love what you guys are saying i think there's still a lot of avenues to hit and Mm -hmm. we can we can hit this discussion anytime too because i just like talking shop and thinking about different ways that you know you might be able to monetize what it is that you do and even right now if it's not something that you're making money on you know, at, at this point, which I know is tough and needs to be the focus as far as just making ends meet, yeah. but is really about setting yourself up on the back end for when this tour inevitably goes back up, you're, you're bigger and stronger and you have more, you know, different platforms that you're ready to hit on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I, I just, I don't know that there's going to be an answer 
to how to monetize now in a, in a sufficient way. Right. So I don't think that's, there's going to be a right answer to that. So it's just about plugging away merch. and like keeping yourself. Yeah. That's what I was I thinking. Right merch, Corey. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I, okay, so then the, the, I was actually going to ask you about this earlier. Um, is it like, isn't it a little sketchy to be mailing stuff right now? Uh, to some extent from everything that we've seen, it's not staying on surfaces too long. Aaron probably knows a little bit more about it than I do. There's like some reports on like glass and really smooth surfaces in the last week, two weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but mostly on like porous type surfaces it doesn't last long. I know for sure. Like for me, anything that's coming in the mail right now, I sort of treat it like it already has the virus. Like almost yeah. anything I'm touching in public it's like, okay, now I'm going to wash my hands. So any packages that we get that we're bringing in, mm -hmm. I'm handling it all. Then I'm washing it up. Then it sits for a little bit, you know, and I think that's probably what people should be doing or wiping yeah, stuff we down. We need sanitizer, you can. so you have sanitizer, send it to us. Right. <laughs> we can use some sanitizer right now. We, I mean, and we're sitting we're, all right, too. But we also, right, like, but... I don't want to hit every disc with a Clorox wipe no, before it goes hell out. No. That's yeah. terrible for the stamp. I don't it's think people want plastic, us doing that. Like, yeah, all of it. So yeah. I'd rather to just have everybody be, as long you know, as we're exercising caution. And we're exercising caution on top of it, then. Yeah, if we know. sneeze, like you wash your hands. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot of different, like my hands are, my, my hands, hands are, are dry. dry. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, my roommates is like, his hands are like cracking apart. He's like, I've been anti-bacterializing anti every 35 minutes, man. I'm not doing that, but like every time I feel like I need to, every time I come in contact with someone else. Yeah. yeah. Or like anything like that, I just. Yeah, wash my hands. Why not? Safe. Yeah, so that that was my initial like hang up or or something like that on on like ordering a bunch of merch right now because like I, and it, even if I I mean obviously it would be nice to have the stock now but like I can't there's not even any manufacturers or anything that would even be able to do like a bulk or you know what I mean like at yeah, this point most manufacturers are shut down anyway. Mm -hmm. Um. But no, yeah, I mean, so maybe if you do a mock-up and like a pre-order or something as far as just truly actually getting some yes, cash in yes. pocket. Well, and, and, and I, I'll be the, like, I'm happy, super pumped to like admit that I'm okay for now. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like, like I have the next few months rent covered. I'm not like dying right now for money, you know? It's like, no. I'm okay. But yeah, that's if, this thing, if this thing stretches into like towards the end of the year and we like, are looking like we're not going to get a season on the back end, then that's when I actually have to really start, you know, buckling down and, and figure out how to make ends meet. Roadway construction is essential. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, my buddy, my buddy works, uh, he works in, he's a project manager for like, this construction yep. place in the city. And he's like, whenever we get back, dude, we always need like people to help demo. I'm like, dude, dude. I do not have the body type to be like swinging a sledgehammer <laughs> around eight hours a day. You'd be surprised. Like that the one thing I did, I, I worked roadway to save up for my tour because I knew I could start that job quick mm -hmm. end that yeah. job quick because yeah. you know, you don't need to burn any bridges to leave a construction job. Yeah. And it it's something I've considered in case this all of a sudden what we're doing here falls out. Like if USPS decides, nope, we can only pick up from very specific places. I've been trying to think of a plan B and my my father and my brother, they're in construction. And I'm like, ah, I can pick dirt up and put dirt down. Yes, yes. When all else fails, like can be done. we can use our body like a machine for sure. Uh, <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, and it's actually funny. I, I was thinking, like, dude, if there's ever if we want like silver linings, this whole quarantine thing, 
fix the roads. Like now yeah, is the time ooh, in San Francisco exactly. to get out there and do the construction. Go. True story. I haven't heard that one yet. I True like it. True story. Oh man. So, <clears throat> uh, what are some of your favorite spots as far as when you're going out? What are you What are you looking forward to? Whether it's the course, the community. We talked about it a little bit, but mm-hmm. like, what are what are your highlights? Um, like as far as tour stops, you mean? Yep. Um, I would say the things that I look for are a like if I have family in the area, that's autom- an automatic hitter, right? Because I can like double dip. I can go visit family and like have a spot to stay and be at a disc golf tournament. Um, the weather is like 90% of if I'm going to like a spot or not, though, I'll be straight up with you. If it's like 95 degrees and 95% humidity, like it could be a fantastic community. The course could be unbelievable, but I'm not that excited to be there. Yeah. Dreading um, it a little bit at least. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but, but yeah, is for me like portland is always like near yeah. the top of the list that shouldn't be a shocker um all the west coast stuff by us is like top of the list just because it's like a short travel i know half the people there um but it, in anything in the woods i'm about so like if we you know process of elimination like i'm probably not particularly stoked about the nashville nt it's like a wide open course in the middle of a heat box <laughs> you know great people Sean Sinclair is out there. He's part of the PDGA. He's like a quality uh, course designer and, and human being. And like, I want to, I'm, I'm happy to go work it, but I'm not looking forward to being like sweaty for a week straight. Mm-hmm. Um, the Northeast is great. Vermont, Smuggler's Notch. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. We, can, we can like stop the list there. It's like the best place ever. Um, but yeah. And then, and then I would say like the other, the third half of it is, of it is, an adventure like i loved going to bc because that was the first time i had ever been to canada i love going to prince edward island out there for canadian nationals yeah. that one year um rocky mountain championships out in bozeman montana was super awesome just because i mean a it's a awesome place good people good weather but it was just like crazy to be out in montana on this ma- side of a mountain filming disc golf and there's like all these huckleberries on the ground you're like picking them off the vine and eating them and like it was just such a cool adventure. Um, so that's kind of like the, the Trinity, man. If it's like good people or family, good weather in the woods and, and kind of an adventure that, that seals the deal for me. That's the beauty of one of the many things I love about the sport is the places it can take you. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that adventure of playing different courses, the adventure of the area that's surrounding the courses Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, the adventure of like just your own game too, and adventure of learning people. that. Yeah. One of my dude, one of my favorite stops on tour for the past two years has been uh, San Angelo, Texas. Okay. Uh, I don't particularly like the, the city. It's like a small town, Texas. The courses are brutal, super windy, water everywhere. I lose my favorite distance oh. there every single year I go. But the people there are so awesome. It's Jomez's hometown, so. Right. They, we've got like a huge community of people who all know us and know what we're doing. That's um, awesome. I've got an awesome host out there and the community is like so killer that I go back every year, even though I regret it every single time. <laughs> like, I love it. What's your, I don't remember if we asked you this on the first podcast, but what's like your origin story? How'd you get into disc golf? Yeah. Uh, kind of two answers. One, um, I was taken disc golfing when I was like nine by my minors baseball coach, like my nine and 10 year old team 
baseball coach, him and his son took me out to play at Morley Field down in San Diego. Oh, yeah. And I went there maybe like two or three times before I moved to San Francisco in like 2010. I played maybe twice between 2010 and 2015, basically, or late 2014. And then <clears throat> my roommates were my, my two buddies from San Diego moved up. This is a this is kind of like a long the long way of getting here, but my two buddies from San Diego moved up. We didn't necessarily like we had a group of friends, but it was mostly to my friends who I'd had. So I'm like, dude, we need to do something different and get out of this like little circle. My buddy Andy, who's my roommate right now, dude, I'm gonna go try disc golfing. They've got a league, blah, blah, blah. He goes and plays the league, comes back, reports it's awesome, super fun. I go and join him the next time. Super fun. The people that we end up getting matched up with. The president and vice president of the SFDGC, John Toby and Dennis Condos. So nice. it's me and my roommate, and then the president and vice president. And my two discs are a polecat and a Daedalus. Those yes. are the first two discs I had. So, so I'm just like ripping two hand, two fingered backhands, like no, just terrible, and yeah. putting with a polecat. <laughs> first piece of advice that JT, the president, gave me is like, how married to the polecat are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I might get a new putter if I was you. Um, so that should tell you how relatively new to the sport I am is that my first disc was a freaking Daedalus. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, from there, it really, I got the bug pretty good. I, I live like maybe three minute drive from, from uh, the Golden Gate Park disc golf course. So it makes it super easy. Like when I was working in the afternoons, I would go there and play, you know, five days a week in the morning, basically have the course to myself at like 8 a.m. Mm -hmm. um, so I got in a ton of practice that way and just kind of fell in love with like the game. And then, like, late 2015, Safari was going down. You guys obviously know SF Safari. And mm -hmm. Ian was coming up and filming. And I made a post on Reddit saying, hey, like, I know Central Coast is coming up and filming. Any tips for somebody who wants to help out? Like, trying to incept him, knowing that he'd see it. And then he hit me up. Hey, I could really use a helper. I was like, mm, nice. yes. And, and uh, so I I'd been doing media stuff since back in high school. Like, I, I have a degree in cinema and all that good stuff. So that, that fit, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I helped with the safari. I filmed, I edited all the, the two camera coverage all together for Ian. And then I went on a big road trip. I left my job ill-advised. I don't really know why I just was mm -hmm. over it. And I flew back East, took a bunch of buses around all my family, like in the Northeast, um, ended up in North Carolina at my, in Wilmington at my family's house. I rented a car, drove all the way to USDGC. I'd never been to a real tournament before. I'd only ever been to Safari. I'm like, fuck it. Let's go check it out. Oops, sorry. But, um, okay. showed up, showed up at USDGC, talked to Jamie. I'm like, Hey, I got a laptop. I can edit if you want, if you need help. I'm just, I'm here to help. And, uh, he's like, okay, we might need you, but you know, probably not. Six hours later, I get a phone call. You still got that laptop. Okay, show up and go to the editing room. And I seriously didn't leave the editing room for like five days. We were just crushing it out. It was, they were overloaded. They needed help for sure. That was basically what got me into disc golf. That, that tournament, like being able to execute in the crunch at a high level, as far as the media stuff, got me to, Jamie hired me again at 2016 La Mirada Open. I ended up working with Ian after that uh, at Masters Cup, Beaver State Fling, um, 2016 Worlds. You got famous playing against Paul. Exactly. I think that was that year that we did the uh, Champs for His Chumps where I tomahawked two and birdied it. Yes. Uh, that's freaking, that single shot has done more for my career than <laughs> well, any other piece of video. And I yeah. actually, one of the few questions I had is which volume of Champs vs. Chumps as a vet, avid two, uh, yeah. follower, two, two, you two, realize two. that you were no longer a chump. 
Yeah, no, exactly. So <laughs> three is when I realized I was no longer a chump. Yeah, Kansas City one where I iced him out in the last hole, yep. or second to last hole, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when I pitched that I elevate from the chumps team to the champs team. Mm-hmm. And so inside secret, I was like messaging Paul, like, dude, when we, we were filming volume four back at Dela, I'm like, dude, you have, he had this crazy, like shaved on the sides, mohawk up top. And he just yeah. killed everyone. Right. And I'm like, I will shave my hair exactly like yours. I'll style it the same. You oh, bring me one of your shirts and it'll be you. And then mini you, which is me after I, after I like iced him out of the one before I'm like, and we'll be the champs, bro. It'll be so funny. It'll be like a Darth <laughs> Vader reveal where like, missed opportunity on his part i know and him and hannah still just wanted it to, to be them too and so they didn't really they weren't really down for that idea but oh. that was my pitch yeah i felt like you could have subbed in at some point at Definitely. least i know um and that kind of sucks though now because since i'm not really doing the central coast stuff it's like mm-hmm. i'm not necessarily part of the chumps team and all those uh champs versus chump stuff which is you know it's fair it's like the ccdg staff plus mm-hmm. the so, right, right. so that's cool but that was probably the biggest sacrifice that and com- being able to do commentary um, yeah. two yeah. biggest sacrifices leaving the central coast for sure that's tough so how did you kind of finally make that decision it was to to leave and yeah, yeah, yeah. full time yeah um it was like i would say like threefold one steve dodge's whole bringing the tour the media stuff in into the yeah. tour um, like them owning all the media was probably the catalyst to making the decision that I had to. Um, but I always kind of, or I've been thinking about it the last like year or so. I've, I've been pitching doing interviews seriously for like two, three years, two, probably like a year and a half before I did my own channel. Yeah. I was pitching doing interviews on Central Coast and on other channels that nobody just, I don't know, nobody Man, seems to be doing Yeah. I know it's um, it's probably doesn't have the same effect. Like watching a, a press conference isn't going to be as interesting as watching the game, or isn't going to get as many views yeah. as watching the game. But man, I think it's valuable. Dude, like a UFC press conference, I though, is like it. yeah, the, a big UFC press conference is like that's an event itself. It is, and I think well, yeah. it, it. But they also did it right. They did it in a way to make it that. It sure. wasn't that always. I think it's a, so much one v one there though yeah. too. Yeah, sure. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So I wouldn't necessarily like comp my interviews to like a press conference. True. Um, I see the correlation, but I think it would be more so like a sit down, almost like Barbara honestly, Walter. it feels more like a podcast. It's like a fifteen yeah. minute yeah. podcast feel where it's like one on one. We don't have to like, it's not like give a sound bite for 30 seconds and move on to the next question, move on to the next question. Like mm-hmm. people have time to go and talk about it. Um, also they have, they're comfortable, right? It's just me and them. It's not like right. a camera and they're sitting up and there's people like, you know, it's just a different vibe. That's um, why I think that the podcast would really work well is so now you're expanding on that and you have an hour and a half with somebody. Also, why I know, think three hours with well. someone. But yeah, short and snippets to the, of a, to the opposite to end. The opposite yep. end, an hour, not an hour, but a minute long, like snippet about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, so one one thing that like I struggle with is like how. So one of the things, like creating a Patreon, like dude, if every every pro has a YouTube channel now, yeah. So like having a YouTube channel is like, eh, oh, everybody does that. You know what I mean? And so like, separate. Yeah, I, I have like anxiety over 
just being another person do you know what i mean like dude i feel it 100 percent. you know we were the at least the 10th disc golf podcast but mm-hmm. just do it be yourself be good at what you do keep putting it out there if it's good people are gonna you know recognize yeah. it and appreciate it and if it sucks then tweak it or you know well, that, i don't like that's the thing i don't want to have like like i don't want to be like a smash box like a disc golf podcast you know what mm-hmm. i mean like i'd like to have disc golfers on as guests but like i want to have a human if i'm gonna do a podcast i want to do like a human to human conversation not like, a, do it. Well, like the yeah. Corey Murrow podcast yeah. or something and just oh, do yeah fireside yeah. chat with johnny disc golf for that's sure yeah. uh-huh. that's exactly that'd be yeah. great that's low-key what it still do. says disc golf <laughs> yeah we don't <laughs> like, talk we have our last like three episodes are about coronavirus yeah <laughs> well, the way it's gonna work is if you're doing it the way that you want to do it too True. yep so dude, do uh, it the way that you want to do it it'll be genuine put it out there i think people are really gonna dig it it's funny, dude. The, I, so I played baseball like my whole life up and through high school and everything. And um, I had a coach my last year. And, and the way that we, they did our little senior banquet is every senior, the, their like infielders coach talked about all the infielders, blah, blah, blah. My coach came up and, and granted, I wasn't a starter on varsity, but I was like part of the team, part of the community and everything. And his quote was, I kept trying to get Corey to throw overhand from third base and mm-hmm. i just was i just would only throw it like three quarters yeah and he's like that's not the right way of doing it and it's no surprise that he wasn't the best player that he could have been because he wasn't doing it the correct way but when the correct way lines up with the way that he's so stubborn and wants to do it it's really gonna hit and True. that really resonated like what you just said is like you know as long as you do what you want to do and like keep it genuine and passionate like it it will hit you know if you're not as long as you're not like forcing it into another thing like i'm not going to want to do it and, and somebody else isn't going to want to do a yeah. phony not genuine thing yeah no i think i think have do what you want to do and, yeah. and keep putting it out there i think it'll yeah, no question oh, if you start it as one thing and then you find like yeah. one thing's more fun or one yeah. thing does better or whatever that's the other quote it's like don't let um don't let great be the enemy of good right it's like you know you can just just do it and and it will be it will get where you want it to go if you have this like fear of not being a hundred percent where you want it to be the right when you start like you're never you're going to be paralysis by analysis you're never going to do anything just ask them i'm i'm all about failing upwards yeah. <laughs> I need to be better than that, truthfully, or better at that, truthfully, like something yeah. that I struggle with for sure. But so who's um, going to be your first guest? Um, you I don't know. Have- I mean, I, I would, I think Kay Jones is an easy choice. We have a great yeah. rapport. Um, honestly, I need to get more Matty O content out in the world. Like it's, it's a passion mm-hmm. of mine. James Good. Conrad, Matty O are like the two people I'm dedicated to like blowing up as much as I can. Because they don't do it on their own. They you do zero yeah. of it on their own, and they're, they're awesome. two of the Such best quality. human beings I've ever met. Quality people. Yeah, I um, think that would be awesome to to see an hour long interview with Mattio. Oh, hundred percent. Actually, Mattio's first time you've heard a lot of it. Yeah, shouts to Mattio. He his uh, father passed away. That he's like a huge, huge part of that Southern Nationals community down in Mobile. Yeah. Man. So yeah, shouts to them. My condolences. I was looking forward to being able to see him at a few tournaments uh, a little bit later this season. So, I mean, hopefully it'll still happen at some point, but yeah. Um, T's and P's thoughts and prayers to that whole, that whole community. Um, yeah, no, I know I need to get, I need to kick the ball a little bit, but, uh, 
just so easy to just like chill out and not do that though. Yeah, <laughs> it, is. it is, but what do you want? <laughs> uh, man, it's the grind. It really is the grind. It's, it's tough, dude. It's, uh, it, it there's, it's tough to push through that resistance. You know what I mean? Like it, I've, it's, yeah, I've, I, it's just difficult. The, the, I don't necessarily have the best discipline. You know what I mean? So like I'll do something for a week and then like not keep doing that. It's like, you know, just the human struggle of trying to build that discipline. Well, I won't shut up about it. I promise yeah, you. Please don't. I'll keep messaging you. <laughs> and uh, you might have to block me at some point, but I might message you like every fucking day, just tell you to do it. Okay, good. I see I like you do that. it for a week and then you stop doing it. I'm going to just have to start right back up. Keep me honest. Keep me off this uh, Call of Duty war zone. Right? That's yeah. fun too, though. In this day of immediate gratification, it's hard to, to sometimes build traction like we're talking about. Yeah, for and sure. Immediate results. For sure. Danny um, said, what do you want? I'm still chasing that 10K on Instagram, man. I just want to swipe yeah. up. I don't even know like what Same. I want. I, I want it to say K next to the followers, right? And then I just want to say swipe up. Like yes. any followers after that is nothing. Want that swipe up back. Corey, I have a way that might be easier for you to do Instagrams too. Ooh, have how, you how? With Instagram or IGTV at all? I haven't. Do it. Really? Yeah. You can post 15 minute long interviews and link to them and have it go to your IGTV. And I think I can actually upload front straight from my computer to yeah. IGTV. And, and then it'll, so when you post from IGTV to on the IG, it'll play whatever part you want it to play, I think. And then it have a little button in the bottom to see watch link to IGTV. You just oh. click, boom, and it takes you there, and you watch the whole video. Okay. And nice. I think That's that might clean. be easier for you. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So like, what I what I started to do, and this is like it's always tricky, man. Cause it seems like it's such an easy process. And then you sit down and it's like, Holy crap, dude, it just took me like an hour to upload a 15 second clip to my Instagram. Yep, yes. I believe it. It's hard. I, you, so you, you, I go to my, I edit the interview. Right. And then I render it. Then I take a still from the interview. I go to Photoshop or I go to after effects, technically uh, put that into my thumbnail, make the thumbnail, upload the video, take the thumbnail, put the thumbnail on YouTube, update the description. That's all good to go. Title description, right? Boom. Then I have to render out, the intro from yeah. the uh, from the interview upload to Google Drive or VLC, which is like a crazy workaround that I've been using. Um, update to Google Drive, download it onto my phone. From there, upload it into Instagram. Put the title, put the descriptor, add the, all the info. It, it's like once the freaking video is done, there's like another hour of work to get that dang thing viewable man it's like mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. it's for sure two people's job you know what i mean like one person is like meant to create the content and then the other person's like the digital manager doing all that stuff it's it's difficult to ride both those lines you know and like i'm doing this in a public library in tucson arizona <laughs> that i don't necessarily want to spend more time than i have to no it's, just, it's weird <clears throat> that's a good origin story though for for what you know <laughs> yeah. become if you keep at it. Yeah. I'm, I'm big into adventures like that. Like it lead the lead a life worth writing about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's fair. I love, I love like the funky. I went to a, a library in Worcester mass for MVP two years ago. And it was like the normal library was closed down. And so they basically just like rented out a house and it was like a library inside of this like crazy big roomed off house. It was so tight. I was like sitting on a couch editing. It was so sweet, dude. Yeah, a lot that of different work styles. Yeah. So what's your process for creating questions for players? 
I wish I could, I wish that I, the answer was like, I, I look back at all the footage and I make detailed reports of all possible questions <laughs> and I pool those questions. But truthfully, I just go and have a conversation with my friends. Yeah. Awesome. Like I, I have a general idea. If I'm like talking to somebody, I'm setting up the camera and in my head, I'm going through like, okay, that's right. Eagle's got this new disc that came out. I know this little inside note about the claws being broke in reference to his USDGC yeah. hand. So I knew I wanted to bring that up at some point. Um, you know, I, I know in all these early season ones, I want to talk about their off season. Yep. Um, I'd like to talk about the tournament itself, some of the holes out there on the course that we're playing. So like, if I have all these ideas floating around in my head, I, you know, if I can get four out of five out during an interview in a clean way, that feels like it's mm -hmm. like conversational. Then I feel like yeah. I'm going to chalk that up as a success. Yeah. You know, sometimes I forget to mention, um, you know, Ricky's got a new something or like Ricky did something in a tournament and I just like, Oh God, I totally spaced on that freaking thing. But yeah, no, I'll run into him next time and I'll get it on the next one. Mm -hmm. um, I, I try and keep it loose like that. Like what I, what I don't want it to be is like, ask a question, Robotic. total non sequitur to another question. Yep, right. Like I, I don't like those type of interviews. I like it when it feels like more comfortable. Another reason you'd kill it at a podcast. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, I've said, so <laughs> for, for a long time, I, I was like telling people, I just want to be myself professionally. And then I would get laughed at. But like, that's, what does that yeah, even mean? Like, I don't kind know. have a new concept. Yes. I don't know what that means, but I just want to be able to like do my thing as my thing. Yeah. And it really is crazy that like I'm getting, or the world is getting to a place where it's possible for me to actually just do that. It's like true. I can just sit here and have conversations with you guys and conversations with my friends on the road and make a cool video. And I can actually make that work, you know, hard at this point, you know, hard to say like career wise, but definitely enough to like make ends meet right now. For mm -hmm. sure. Well, so, and at least the arc of the sport and technology is all mm -hmm. trending towards that minus one gigantic virus. <laughs> Uh, dude, it's, it's crazy. People are saying like, it might come back in the fall. Like, yep. I think it's assumed. So the Spanish flu down. came back three times. And it, so this is, this is one thing I was thinking too. It's like every, everybody that's arguing or not arguing, but like, there's this big, you know, you look on a Reddit disc golf and there's people arguing about going to disc golf or like sure. staying in. And if it's kind of like editing, like if something's edited well, you don't even notice that it was edited. Right. So like the better job you do at something, the less, effect you're going to see from it so like all of us staying home and flattening the curve is like if it isn't as bad as projections were then the the naysayers are going to be like dude you didn't even have to send in this whole time it wasn't even as bad as it was i'm okay with that all the yeah, right no, reaction too. Yeah, much yeah. overreaction mm -hmm. but it Afterwards. but it's like it, a, a proper reaction then the results would make it feel like you didn't even need that type of deal. You know what I mean? Like a, a good result is that it felt like we never had to do it in the first place. Yeah, right. absolutely. Um, it's such a tricky situation like that. Like, but it definitely feels like we needed to do it still. Oh no, hundred percent. Yeah. Like, yeah. Going home. My friends were going object golfing. They'd like go out to uh, um, a closed down golf course and just kind of like, there's like four or five of them playing object golf. And like, I, as much as I do want to go out and move my body, like I even have to like step back and not do that. Like it's such an easy, so easy to just go out to your friends and throw some Frisbees, but that's not even, that's not good. 
No, a lot of just field work for me right across the street from the park. If I'm throwing at all, I don't do it a lot, but if I'm doing anything, it's that or putting in the backyard. Yeah. I put here a little bit, but that's it. I need to be better about putting, but I have like a nice little like concrete backyard. It's pretty sweet little area, but in Golden Gate Park, not very windy here, super windy by the beach. Uh, so <laughs> it like swirls like a mofo down here too. Cause there's like some three story houses around me. So the wind will come uh, in. And are you so near fun. the zoo? It's so inconsistent. Other side. I'm by the, by the park, but by the beach. By the park. All right. Yeah. Cool. 37th and Judah, if you know the city. That's a, oh, yeah. I like that beach area, man. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. It's there. so different than the San Diego beaches though. Like I grew up, I grew up like you go to the beach, pop your shirt off, run into the water real quick, do your thing, Five come here. back out. Dude, not what you do here. Yeah, it's not what you do here. Yeah. Dude, great MTA beach, though. Fantastic. Yeah. Just chucking that at the water. You can get it up there for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I, a was, great I was there, I don't know, two months ago, right before right. all the coronavirus shit happened. And I was like on the beach. I'm like, I just want to throw a Frisbee right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can get so ripping too. Like ripping to where it's like not even good for MTAs. It's crazy. No, you can't do anything. No. That is one world record we've kind of let go. 16 seconds. You've let all of 16 them kind of points go. Well, all, all of them. But that one quickly we let go. Yeah, we knew yeah. we weren't going to be able to beat that. Yeah. Dude, the one I that's crazy is the <laughs> so guy nice. that's in second place for the MTA, and he has like the 50 and the 60 MTA record for the older guys, mm-hmm. has the record on ice skates. Yeah. yeah. MTA on ice skates. And 14 it's like 14 seconds. seconds. <laughs> like, what? How do you throw a fucking frisbee in the air for 14 seconds on ice skates? Dude, if I can Maybe, get hold like on, hold on. Six seconds. Maybe he threw it. Put on ice skates? Or, or like threw it <laughs> into a tailwind and then skated to it. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't That's the one thing. Still, 14 seconds, though, is a That's long a, fucking time, long man. It is. Fucking time. I know. I'm trying. I'm trying. Or maybe it's like a, maybe he threw it and then skated down a hill or something. Oh, that'd be sick. I think that that'd would be scary as fuck, though. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'd be impressed to see any ice that Anything. was downhill, though. Any of this would be yeah. impressive. Touche. Touche. I think <laughs> it's all hard as fuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. All of it. Yeah. That's nuts, dude. I, I can't see either that. that. That was the one thing I had thought about, though, is that you can make up more ground, yeah, but yeah. I don't see how I that overcompensates. Yeah. Throwing it apart. Unless it was so windy, you just barely throw it and the wind just takes it behind you and you just sprint after it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Just like throw it up into the air and it just coasts somewhere. But Mm -hmm. like that that one day when we were throwing at Amador after we left Schoolmaster. Yeah. Yeah. Super windy. Couldn't even throw the fucking frisbee. I don't want to be outside if it's that windy and ice, though. (laughs) (laughs) Get off that. And trying to catch a disc. Oh, Oh. hurt your hands so bad. Yes. It already hurts. Yeah. Um, Especially dude, if you- I give up on the MTA because I just have like soft silk ribbon hands, dude. I'm not trying to catch <laughs> this in air for that long. All that video, I, it's yeah. bad, dude. I don't even play catch because it hurts. Because it hurts. <laughs> yeah, that's why we. That's why we play disc golf and not ultimate. Dude, so that's we have a little like catch league. They call it right run. before our weeklies. Yeah. And they like just throw a putter around, and I just like half the time I just like swat it out of the air towards. Yeah. The I'm the opposite. I like it. I like to catch whether it's a football, frisbee, even baseball. I like to catch also. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I'm gonna leave the jokes out. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. throw them out there. I was like, <laughs> my whole life, it. Corey. So like, it's I, true. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um, no, I don't know, man. I yeah, I'm not. I'm a 
I'm, I can throw all day, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't like, I, I love playing catch, especially with like good, like Patrick McBride and James Conrad are, are like some of the most epic catch people on tour. It's so fun to be playing with them. Um, you need a soft doggy style, a Zephyr, Ooh, uh, yeah. soft doggy style. Yeah. Gateway. Is your specialty? It's the, scooter showed me it. It is literally the best catch disc ever. Really? Is it like a bite? Is it like a dog disc? Um, Similar. It's it, I don't know. It's super weird. gummy. It's a weird gateway gummy disc. They yeah. have hard ones. They're not as fun. But it's weird. Like all. you throw it on Anheuser and it wants to get flat. You throw it flat and it stays flat. You throw it on Heiser and it flips up and wants to go flat. What? It just wants to find flat all the time. Huh. That's kind of tight though. It is, dude. I want to use it for like upshots. Yeah, like the new Sonic. I like that. Yeah, it's weird. It's a great disc. You see Drew's video where he threw that Stego? No. No. God. I'm he down. did a video where he like he like did the the putters from every manufacturer or something like that and he threw oh, the Stego. Yeah. And it was like I think he got it to go like 130 or something, like 130. No, hey, I have a thing with especially with I think it's with all discs, but the Stego like emphasizes it more is the more spin you put on a disc, the more overstable it becomes. So if you throw a Stego like super soft Anheuser I'm like a well, little wobbly. It'll go way further than if you crush on it. Okay. It just like, and, and it's flying really true. Like, yeah, it just wants to like, the spin makes it want to dump. But if you throw it like soft and weird, it like glides a little bit longer. That theory is a tough one to picture, but I know what you're saying and I've seen some of it come out, but just to the, the thought of like, a drew smashing on a disc and you're like, nah, it doesn't look more overstable. Yeah. Bro. But if you, but yeah, I guarantee, exactly, I guarantee you drew can throw a, a sidewinder and make it fly like someone that throws 250 to throw a sidewinder. I don't get it. You're not wrong, but I don't think that proves your point. <laughs> I think it does because, because the flight would be the same. It'd be a Heiser flip turn S out, but Drew throws far harder, but because he puts more spin on it. And I guarantee you, Drew knows how to put spin and take spin off of a disc. Yes. For yes. sure. Making some of the reason why when he throws certain discs, they I feel like I feel like you're right when it comes to the stego. Definitely like, right when it comes I don't I don't think that I agree. The more spin you put on it, the more overstable it becomes. I think the stego is one of those discs that like when it when it is in its flight path, just wants to dump as quick as possible. So when you throw it all wobbly, it takes time for it to get like to normal before it like dumps, maybe. Yeah. Am I crazy there? I don't know. See, uh, I don't think it's thing it's just wobbly. I think when you like just toss it soft, you don't put a yeah. lot of spin on it. It'll just and it'll fly just as far there. as it will yeah. when you throw it really hard. Yeah, the flight definitely changes. That stay goes a wild frisbee. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say yeah, it just yeah, breaks yeah. physics. Yeah, we we this is all yeah theoretical because no one would. Ever I want to talk to like a <laughs> dude. I really <laughs> legit would like someone that's a physicist or a arrow or whatever the. It, talk to the MVP because they all tell you that they're that plastic is people. I thought there. right. They're I mean, like MVP Steve is like all about the science of it like mm-hmm. I, I don't like it's one of those like it's always sunny philadelphia like i don't know enough to prove you wrong yeah but i don't know that you're right either i don't like, need you either. can you're losing all these words and it's like it yeah okay that, <laughs> I'm, sure yeah but uh hypothesis i should say yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna have to hit him up that's steve holloway right yeah yeah good dude i like he's a great great guy mvp steve i want to talk to peter mcbride yeah. yeah. down mm-hmm. i want to listen I'm down. Anything else you got that you want to talk about, Corey? Um, not not particularly, honestly. Um, I will say though that me and Ian are going to hopefully this week actually 
uh, stream a couple times. We're going to go with old footage like he's been doing, like going through yep. uh, like 2016 tournaments, 2017 tournaments, and live kind of like re-commentate them, uh, doing mm-hmm. the live. I don't know if seen. Yeah, he, he's done that a couple times now with Mo. So we're going to be okay. putting a couple of those out. I think on the Central Coast um, YouTube channel, he's been having some weird issues streaming live, so we might end up doing it online. But uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Otherwise, uh, yeah, I, look for all this content that we just talked about to start happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please. I yeah. will not stop messaging you. <laughs> good, good, good. No, but I appreciate your guys' time, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Likewise, dude. Fun, dude. Thank you, brother. We'll be in Absolutely. touch. I'm killing it. I'm killing it.